Hey everybody, it's Todd. If you happen to be new to Zen Parenting Radio, you might not know that our motto for every single podcast is this, the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. So we're hosting the Let's Get Real conference on March 11th and 12th. Kathy and I are bringing eight dynamic speakers, 12 amazing vendors, and upwards of 300 to 400 parents from around the country together for this amazing two-day event. We created this community to help us all be the best parents we can be. It's taking place at the Westin in Lombard, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago. But we're close to selling out for the first day of this two-day conference, so get registered today by going to zengetsreal.com. We really hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is a Friday special show because usually we interview people, but because we are uh, wanting to reach out to our audience as much as possible before the conference, we decided to do a special Friday show. So on today's show, we're going to talk about introverts. Correct. We're going to talk about grow or die. Correct. And we're going to talk about one of our kids' uh, stories. Uh, do you want me to start with that? Uh, go ahead and start with that. And uh, yeah, go right well, ahead. Well, I thought my my daughter taught me something interesting in the last week. Um, so it started because she they have this thing at the school called Battle of the Books, and it's kind of a big deal. Like where it, they it's like um it's award winning books, certain award winning books. Um, the kids read them, they kind of study them, and then they they're on a team and they're asked questions, and they go up against another team. Yeah, and she's done it before. I think you have to do it at certain times, and then you at certain age can decide. Well, she decided to not do it. And I I questioned her when she got home and I said, I said, why aren't you doing it? Because she reads all the time. She's a bookworm. She's like out of the out of the three. She is like the reader. And I kind of just did like, oh, why aren't you doing it? And she said, she said, Mom, there is enough competition during my day. I don't want to compete with my books, too. Mm. And then walked up the stairs. <laughs> and I was like, I get that. Yeah. Like. It, you Very know, intuitive. Well, I, her point is well taken. Like sometimes we are like, oh, if our kids aren't in sports, they don't compete. Baloney. There are so many little competitions every day. If it's who's playing with who, if it's who got the best grade, if it's um, you know gym class and what team's going to win, if it's group, a whole day's a competition. It's a whole. I got an eighty nine on my test. What'd you get? Exactly. So, her. I just felt like she was just trying to say, I love my books. I don't want to ruin it. Now, the cool part about that story, though, the part that I came home and told Todd because I I loved it, was she, her uh, her friends were on a team that was winning a lot, and her group of friends, and she was so excited for them and was like waking up in the morning going, okay, today they're taking on this other team, and I know they're going to win. And then she came home, and she they actually did, and she said, I was on the edge of my seat when they had – and I had a good vibe because I had that like the good feels when she was telling me the story because I think that – one of the things that we often lack as we get older is we don't get excited about other people's successes right. as much as we probably could. Because we're too busy trying to attain our own successes. Not only – exactly. Not only are we not paying attention anymore, but it tends to annoy us yeah. when other people get successful. What's the word, Todd, the German word? Schneunfreud. Schneunfreud. I can't say it because – 
I struggle with that German word, but the German word means. How do you Google that? I'm, I'm going to try to like Google it. It's like S C H E. All German words start as S C H. Do not. She gets. Schoen Freud. F R E U D E. Did you find it? S C. Anyway, the word in itself means to like enjoy other people's failures. Yeah. To like revel in other people's challenges. To 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 want bad things to happen to other people so we can feel good about ourselves. So there's like a word that means that. And what I appreciated about what she was saying to me is that she was excited for them and it had nothing to do with her and she didn't want to compete and that was okay. And I use that story because she kind of, that was a good teaching thing to me, even though I'd probably maybe teaching someone else say, oh yeah, that's great. But to have her tell me that, it just reminded me that there are many ways to be successful. Well, and my... I've said this before, out of my three kids, one of them wants to win everything. And this one never wants anybody to lose anything. <laughs> so, you know, I just, I, I think it's yet another wonder of example about how our children can teach us things. Well, and how different they are because not just ours, but all of you who have two or more kids, you yeah, know. Same household, same mom, same dad. And these two cannot be more different. And so pulling the old, well, your sister did it or your brother did it, it or they liked it. So you should is like comparing them to it's, it's like apples and oranges. Yeah. It's, they aren't the same people. If they both like the same thing, great, you know, but they, if we gave them the opportunity to really have their own opinion, I think we would find 98% of the time there's different things they like to do. Yeah. And even if they like to do the same thing, they do it differently. Right. So I just... Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk about grow or die, or do you want to do introverts? Uh, we'll do grow or die first. All right. You want to start or you sure. want me to? Well, it's up to you. Um we had a conversation last week. I don't know how we stumbled upon this. We were talking about success. Success. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was surrounding the conference. I don't know. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And I think I probably said some quote from somebody that said, you know, you're either growing or you're dying, mm -hmm. one or the other. And you kind of said, well, hold on a second. Let's reframe that or let's kind of look into what that means. So. Mm -hmm. So basically, the way that Todd presented it was we always have to be learning, we always have to be achieving, we always have to be moving forward or we're dying. Or evolving. Or evolving, which in, inherently is true because he he's in, you know, becoming a coach right now or is a coach right now and is going through all this training. And part of what the training was talking about was grow or die. And I said, when I was going through my training at the Parent Coaching Institute, we had the exact same message. Right? Yeah. But the way I look at grow or die, I think is very different because to me, it's not about you have to be constantly finding new success or achieving a next, you know, ring of, uh, of, you know, success out there in the world, it's inner growth. And that sometimes you can actually back off of things and do less and continue to grow. Right. When we die is when we decide we know it all. There's nothing new to learn. We completely stay addicted to our old habits. We think that everybody else is stupid. We think that all life is about is getting through the day. That's when we start to die. Maybe not literally, like it doesn't have to be a physical death, but there's a spiritual and emotional death that occur. So would you go as far as saying if I go ahead and succeed, but maybe it's at the expense of my own inner being or something, you're actually not growing at all. You're actually regressing. You might be you're regressing. getting smaller. Potentially. So although you like made this 
bonus or whatever it was, all of a sudden you feel like all of a sudden it could be that you're actually doing yourself a disservice by succeeding. Well, you might be regressing spiritually. Mm -hmm. You might be regressing in your alignment with Compr heart and head. Compromising your own standards. Losing your integrity. Yes. Um, so even At the expense of the success. The outside world will say, look at how successful that person is. Intrinsic versus extrinsic. Exactly. Yeah. Inside, you feel lost. So what you're saying is, as we try to always remember, don't focus on the outside. Folk, I mean, it's okay to know what's going on sure. out there, but if self self reflection is really the starting point to All growing, growth. and they can be connected. Yeah. There are some people who have a spiritual awareness and a, more of a soul growth, and it somehow connects or aligns with their professional growth. Great. It's not that it has to be one or the other. Right. It's that it can be both. But two of my heroes, who I've probably talked about on the show before, but I'll talk about them again. Are you gonna talk about me? You are one of my heroes. So you have two. But no. Oh, that's not one. Um, one of them is Anna Quinlan, mm. and the other one is Mary Pfeiffer. Mm. And they both have something in common that is very appealing to me. What is that? Well, they're both writers, um, and they write about similar things, but Anna Quinlan definitely has a more of a – she's more – she's almost like a pundit. She's mm. almost got more of a political slant, and she used to write articles um, for Newsweek. And then before that, did she write for the New York Times? I don't know. I think she was the first female writer – and I may have that wrong, but let's just say she was the first female writer at a pretty significant publication, and she had a lot of notoriety because of it. Right. Mary Pfeiffer wrote Reviving Ophelia, which became one of the most uh, – it still is yeah. one of the best-selling books on girls and development. What they have in common is that they both walked away from the fame. Uh, Anna Quinlan – at that huge, great publication where she's the only girl, woman, excuse me, said, I would like to write some fiction novels and be at home with my family. Right. Can you imagine the outpouring that she got from people? Right. Not positive? Right. And she was like, sorry, everybody. I'm trying to be in alignment with what I love. Mm -hmm. Mary Pfeiffer, she wrote Reviving Ophelia, ended up on like almost a 10-year book tour where everybody wanted to hear her speak. She was on Oprah, you know, how it goes. And she lost herself. She went into such a major depression that she had to stop everything to get realigned. Right. And she wrote a book about it called Seeking Peace, which is probably one of my top five favorite books. Yeah, that's always on your bookshelf. Always. I read it that's the, always. That's, Kathy's got about five different bookshelves in the house. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the most important one is the one by your bed. Yes, because I reread it. Yeah, and that's, that's and the seeking one. peace is uh, because I feel in alignment with these two women because there are things that you and I have been asked to do. There are things I've been asked to do. There's opportunities sometimes that are given to us that many would say, "Well, you have to do that." You know, like you have to go that route because that is how you will achieve outward success. Right, but. I don't want to because it doesn't feel aligned with who I am. And so I want to make choices that are in the best interest of my integrity, our relationship, and my time with my children. And they are role models for me in that because, you know, it's hard to say no to things. But I, I have a famous example of somebody who walked away from success. Let me hear it. Garth Brooks? Yeah, for his family, his I mean, girls. He was... I mean, he was the biggest thing ever. Absolutely. For a while. I know. And then he's like, see ya. 
And the thing is, whenever I'm in crisis, like when things are going on where there's it, it feels like there's a crisis, you know, in our family or something, it's so easy to choose. Yeah. Like I, I had a ton of clarity after your mom died. Yeah. Where I was just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore because my eyes got open to what's important in life. And I feel like I maintain that on a daily basis, but gosh, it's easy to get swayed. It's easy to get swayed by money. It's easy to get swayed by notoriety about people knowing your name. And in the end, that doesn't make you, that doesn't grow you. Sometimes that can make you smaller. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So um, I just love them. And to me, growth is inner alignment and and continuing to unravel that that onion that we have, that we're all onions where there's just layers and layers and layers trying to get down to... But you're doing the swimming underneath water thing. <laughs> Kathy's doing the swimming underneath water hand gestures, know, but really, talking about onions. An onion goes around, and but... And now she's <laughs> swirling it like she's mixing up molasses. I see pictures. I have a hard time verbalizing them. Which is hard because we are on an audio podcast. I know. But you do your best, sweetie. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so grow or die, baby. Grow or die. Um, next topic. Introverts. You know, I was having a conversation. We've talked about introverts a, before. A million times. Yeah. But I was, two things happened. I was talking to somebody about one of my children, and I said something about her being more introverted. And they said, oh, no, I wouldn't call her an introvert. She's not an introvert at all. And I realized that they thought that was an offensive term. Interesting. And I... Again, for for those of you who didn't listen to us three years ago when we talked about this a ton, just as an explanation of the difference between introverts and extroverts, extroverts derive their energy from other people and kind of outside situations. They derive their energy from activity and being in conversation. That's me. Yes. You're explaining my existence. Todd we we did, we went through this again this weekend where yeah. you're like, how do we fill up this day? I'm like, how do we not fill up this day? Let's fill it up. <laughs> when in doubt, fill it up. Introverts regain their energy by being alone or in quiet or in a calm situation. And I get antsy. And Todd can't handle calm situations. And here's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Both introverts and extroverts love people. And they both love to have fun. And that's a little counterintuitive because I would think that the extrovert is more in tune to having fun and being with people. And you're saying no. Absolutely not. The in, what the difference is how they get their energy. So you may go to a party and then you're like, you know what? I really want to relax after this party. So let's go down to our neighbor's house yeah. and hang out with them. If we went to a party and we, I had a great time too, I would say, you know what? I need to reconnect by not doing anything for a little bit, then I can go back to another party. So it's not about that I don't want to party. It's about that I have to get back in tune with myself. And more parties, the better. I know. And you're in Todd. And what's funny is we have kids. One of them is like me. uh One of them's like you. And then there's that other one. I think two of them are like you. Yeah, you're probably right. I think I'm starting to understand. You know what I realize about our podcast? What? It's kind of like the everybody loves Raymond thing. And we may have seen this, you know, because remember family ties, they would like throw a line in for Jennifer just so she had something to say. Whereas everybody loves Raymond, the kids barely ever talk unless it was the episode was about them. They were barely in any scenes. Barely in it. So we're doing a parenting podcast that we rarely talk about our kids. And when we do, we rarely talk about them specifically. Mm -hmm. That's what I realized. Or like on Friends, when Emma, Ross and Rachel's baby was like never around. 
Yeah. Where was Emma? Where'd she go? They'd be like, oh, Emma's with my mom all the time. <laughs> like, you Good know. parenting, Ross. And the reason I was thinking about what that. What about Ross on the OJ thing? <laughs> We're watching that OJ thing. What's it called? The People versus OJ Simpson. It's called Simpson? the People versus OJ Simpson, and it's on FX, and we're like, and I don't even want to fully it. endorse it. It's, I do. It's it's not the best. Thing. I like it. I'm not saying it's horrible. I I'm know. Saying it's not the best. You know what it is for me? It's like a collection of so many things I love: human behavior, on mm-hmm. a, a historical experience that I went through, yeah. not literally, right, but right. I watched you were there, it. Right. Um, famous people. You know, which are always interesting to me because yeah. it's like a world I just cannot understand, as yeah. I say to you. A and who does times. Ross play? Ross plays Robert Kardashian. Kardashian. And what's funny is why it's. Don't talk about the juice like that. <laughs> what's enjoyable about it <laughs> is that there's all these pieces that they're throwing in that may that are from the book, but that are making it fun to watch. Like at the beginning of the last episode we watched, Robert Kardashian takes his kids out to eat, which you guys all know who his kids are. It's Chloe and Courtney and Rob and um Kim. But they're kids. Right. And which one's the oldest? Kim? Uh Chloe. Chloe, okay. And ahead. so they're sitting at the table and they're children and they said to him, you know, Dad, did did Uncle OJ, you know, do this? And he's like, No, no, no. Well they got to sit at the table because they rec the they recognize Robert from TV. Right. So a little bit of fame got them this the seat. Seat. Great. I'm right. glad you pointed that out because so they went into this restaurant, there was nowhere to sit, but then they realized he was Robert Kardashian. So they said, Oh, come and take a seat. Everyone was staring at them. And then Ross goes into lecture mode. And then Ross, we keep calling him Ross because it's just Ross. Yeah. It's David sorry. Schwimmer. It's David Schwimmer being Robert Kardashian. But he says to them, he starts to give his kids a lecture like kids, fame is not just surfacy. Yeah. You don't want to be on TV for nothing. Yeah. You want, and it was just a funny because moment. Because that's what most people, including me, perceive to that, those stupid reality shows. Those, and the Kardashians have the biggest reality show ever. So for them to have that experience. And and the other thing about this show is that the people they got to act in it are awesome. John Travolta's in it. Um, what's his Cuba. name? Yeah, he's in it. Cuba Gooding Jr., um, David Schwimmer. Um, uh, let's see, Selma Blair's in it. Connie Britton's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like uh, Sarah Paulson's in it. So everybody you know. Yeah. And so it's just fun to watch them play these roles because we were in our 20s when this was going on. I remember it like... Yesterday, and there were point you didn't remember all of it. I remember very little of it. Like, I don't think I was paying much. I remember when they read the verdict, and that's about it. Wow! And see, I was very—I don't know how you missed it. Well, I remember it being covered, but I just wasn't that interested. Just, yeah, I just don't. Uh, it's not my thing. And I will say that I didn't really watch it as it was happening. Like I wasn't on court TV, always watching it, but. I definitely felt very in the know. Yeah. And do you remember like Jay Leno would have like the dancing Edos on? I don't even know what that's uh, Cato. No, Judge Oh, the Edo. dancing Edos. Do you right. remember the dance? And that would be like an every night thing. Like right. it was so a part of yeah, our it was vocabulary. Part of our, it was part of our fabric of society. It was. It just became so normalized. So just to see the story. Yeah. And it's just pretty interesting. So it is not excellent it's just enjoyable yeah and i don't know what it has to do with introverts and extroverts even though i was one who brought it up um i don't remember either but okay pardon the interruption folks we'll get back to the interview in just a sec but first i want to tell you about our amazing partners jay smith is a friend of ours and president of mcgill first aid kit jay put together the ultimate family first aid kit containing everything his family and yours might need 
items for burn relief, bandages for all kinds of cuts, top-of-the-line tweezers, eye wash, cold compresses, you name it. It even has a car sickness bag for those tough road trips. So here's the deal. Go to mcgillfirstaidkit.com to buy your $70 kit for just $65, and that includes free shipping. Just make sure you enter the code ZENCODE. Hunter Clark Fields is a mindfulness mama mentor. She coaches smart, accomplished, overstressed moms on how to create mindfulness in their daily lives. Hunter has over 20 years of experience in yoga and mindfulness practices and has taught thousands worldwide. She does one-on-one coaching and she also has the Present Mama community. It's a subscription service where you get access to an ever-growing library of high-quality yoga practices, guided meditations, and mindful parenting lessons. It includes a community forum and a live group coaching call. Check out presentmamacommunity.com. Now, back to the interview. It is not excellent. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, and I don't know what it has to do with introverts and extroverts, even though I was the one who brought it up. Um, I don't remember either. It doesn't matter. But, okay, so I, I found it's this... tangent time. So I found this thing, and I actually didn't find it. It was on Susan Cain's page, and for those of you who don't know Susan Cain, she's the author of Quiet. Um, she's the one who basically brought all this research about the necessity of introverts in our society um, and demonstrated why being an extrovert is not always the best case scenario. It's not that it's bad. It's that we need both. Yeah. And that basically our educational system is always focused around extroverts and we have to have an understanding and appreciation for extroversion. And she taught me so much because I use what I learned in her book in my classroom when I teach. I have a different way of, instead of saying you have to raise your hand and talk all the time, I give them different ways they can communicate with me. But anyway... So I just wanted to read a few things that I thought were so interesting. I was walking around the house following Todd saying, listen to this. <laughs> I do that a lot. He's walking around doing things and I'm behind him going, listen to this. Sweetie, you've been doing that a lot about a certain uh, polit- some guy who's running for president lately. Yes. Not, not understanding upset. certain things. I get very upset about and, and we'll, politics. We'll stop there. Okay. I just, I don't understand. I just, that's what I always say. That's what time. Kathy says. I don't understand. <laughs> Help me understand how this is blah, blah, blah. Okay. So let's see. This is so there's just a few things that I thought were interesting. Information runs through a pathway that is associated with long-term memory and planning, okay? So basically they're just talking about neural pathways for processing stimuli, which is just a lot of jargon, but hear me out. In other words, it's more complicated for introverts to process interactions and events because as they process information, introverts are carefully attending to their internal thoughts and feelings at the same time. What that means is introverted people tend to have use more energy to process not only the what's going on in front of them as far as like literal communication, but what's going on around them, the feelings the person's having when they're communicating, the feelings other people are having about them having a conversation. They are taking in the whole environment. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm taking in what that person is saying. And sometimes when Todd and I have, like, I'll we'll have such a good time, we'll have people over, and then I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I'm not exhausted. And I'm all jacked up. And Todd's all jacked up. And I'm not exhausted because the people exhausted me. I probably had You're the best working. time ever. You're, some, some part of you is working during that, and I'm, like, free. So there's this picture here that okay. demonstrates Can we post a picture perfectly. in the show notes? Yeah, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post this blog. Okay. Because like I, I was talking about Susan Cain, and she posted this. Okay. I got this from her. It says, stimulus, this for an extrovert, mm-hmm. there's a stimulus and basically a straight line to a processed by the brain. Yeah. 
for introverts, there's a stimulus, and you, you'll see the picture. Yeah. It goes all over the place Big, long and piece of then processed by the brain. So introverts are doing a lot more internal work yeah. while they are engaging with people. Yeah. And again, for those of you who, again, have listened to the show and you've read things I've written, I, Todd, in my big discussion – um, years ago was why I didn't want to answer the door for the pizza guy. And this is an example of Todd's like, you open the door, you give him money, he leaves. Yeah. No, no, no. Done and done. That is not what I experience. Oh. I open the door. I feel a need to engage with him, to ask him questions, to say, how are you, to not drop anything, to be kind. It's more of a, it's more energy than it may be for others. So the reason that's being brought up is if you're married to an introvert, before I knew that information, I'd be like, you're nuts. Or you'd be like, you're lazy. You're lazy. Why are you making this so complicated? And we're, we have two different brains. Go ahead. And so basically what that comment is, is that introverts tend to be more easily overstimulated. And again, I was reading some of the comments under this blog and people get really kind of touchy about, well, no, that's an an HSP, a highly sensitive person, or no, that's a... And there are many different ways to look at people, meaning that I'm not saying everybody is either one or the other. There's there's gradation. Is it gradations? Whatever. There's there's a a continuum. But this is just a good way to understand our differing brains. Okay? So the flip side of an introvert's sensitivity to dopamine, because really, you know, it's... That's what's going on in the brain. The introverts or the extroverts? The introverts. Okay. So I'm saying the flip side of an introvert's sensitivity, because they're more sensitive to dopamine, is that they need less of it to feel happy. Uh Extroverts' brains run on an energy-spending nervous system. It's constantly moving, whereas an introvert's brain runs on an energy-conserving nervous system. Yeah. So- extroverts need to be exerting energy all the time. It's me coming home saying, let's go to yoga and then on a bike ride and then to dinner and then let's see who's who wants to come over and have fun. Exactly. And, and you're like, how about we just go do yoga? How about we do yoga and then come home and then just see what happens? Yeah. Because my brain operates by conserving energy. I feel joy by conserving energy. This is why introverts feel content and energized when reading a book or thinking deeply. Like I was just saying this morning, I woke up, I was having all these thoughts, and then I realized this just feels really good to be here. Mm. I can't imagine, and I'm not saying you're not attentive to happiness, but what I'm saying is- I think it's easier for an introvert to be more mindful- For sure. Than it is for me. For sure. It's harder. I got to like shut everything down. Right. Takes me forever. And you wake up with an intention to be active. Yes, I wake up and say, what can I get done today? And I wake up with an intention to gain clarity yes. on and anything. Talk about two completely different intentions for the day. Totally. It's nuts. <laughs> and we have had to learn how to be a little of both. Like there are times when I push you outside of your comfort and zone. And I do to you. And and in both situations, I think I can say that even though I may not want to go take the bike ride. Once I do, it's not that I say, okay, now I should always take a bike ride. It's in this situation. I actually enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. I may not have chosen it, but it was good. So one more thing on here. It says introverts' brains aren't as strongly rewarded for gambling or taking risks. Extroverts' brains are rewarded for taking risks. Mm -hmm. You guys get a dopamine surge. We do. And you know, So I'll bet you if you go to Gamblers Anonymous 
I'll bet you there's a heck of a lot more extroverts in that room than introverts. According to this research, that would make sense. Yeah. And it says um, because the brain's reward and pleasure system is obviously activated by uh, dopamine neurotransmitters, scientists found that extroverts' brains responded with more pleasure to positive gambling results than introverts. So in other words, introverts feel less – oh, sorry. Yeah, you turned the wrong way. Yeah, I did. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. I got to turn the page. Introverts, Should I do some, some no, flip-changing music? No, no, uh-uh. Introverts feel less excitement from surprise and risk, which is, again, a conversation you and I always have. He, Todd will say... <laughs> <laughs> Todd will say, we don't, you don't do this much anymore, but we'll be hungry or going mm. on a date or, you know, we have the kids in the car and you'll go, let's just drive around and find someplace. Love it. Let's explore. And that's my nightmare I because know. that's just risky, going to someplace new. I don't know what I'm going to order. Plus you uh, put a lot of your eggs in how good the sign is <laughs> of the restaurant. <laughs> I, if it this, has a good sign, now I will also, I, it sounds like I'm being dismissive. I actually kind of agree. Like if a place doesn't have a good sign, how good do, can the food possibly be? But there's a lot of exceptions both ways. There could be a restaurant that has an awesome sign that the food sucks. Totally. And then vice versa. Like, it's just our brains judging because if you have a sign and your place looks a little run down and your sign is like from the 60s, you know there hasn't been a lot of updates. Yeah. But but then some people may say that's the best diner in town. And if someone tells me that, I'll go. Yeah. I'm not going to completely right. judge on the right. sign. But if you're driving around deciding without any other information. Then that's a good thing. I mean, that's our surfacey thinking. Yeah. I mean, I'll admit to that. Um, but what's funny about that is it would drive me crazy because yeah. Todd's like, let's just go somewhere new. Yeah. Let's just go eat. And Love I'm like, new. no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> That's Nick Fane. <laughs> um, so basically the bottom line is, is that what I, what I, I think is, is I talk about this because I want to be understood. Um, there's like, I have selfish reasons here because when you go. And every other introvert who's listening is saying, hey, husband or wife, listen, listen to, to this. this. Well, when you go your whole life and you are told you're doing it wrong. And when people say, oh, you're not fun, yeah. or people say you need to, you know, because in college I always struggled because it was so hard to stay out till five in the morning. And I would be so- That's easy. I know it is for you. It would be, I'd be so self-depreciating about it. And like, and which is crazy now. That's yeah. just 20 year old thinking. But that's a metaphor for everything else. Like, why don't you come out to more school events? Why don't you come out? And it's more work for me energetically. Yeah. It's almost like you have to have a point system is how many- points of energy is this going to make Correct. it's going to consume 10 points of my energy to go to a school function and it's going to take a hundred points of your energy to go to the exact same school function so in other words if i ask you to do something like that just i have to know that it's taken a hundred units of your energy to do it in comparison in to comparison, seven of yours i right. said 10 but, 10 okay yeah. but yeah that's, that's sa same idea number. well and and this is the essential piece that is important to understand because we um, humans get so offended by other people's behavior. Yeah. Introverts process everything in their surroundings and pay attention to all the sensory details in the environment, not just the people. Yeah. So I can be just as overwhelmed at an outdoor party by watching a dog yeah. that I think shouldn't be like being treated the yeah. way he is or that he's outside or should cold. be on a leash. Or... And I'm having all this like, and, and I'm not saying extroverts don't have it. This The thing that that we struggle with when we talk about this is we like put a line yeah in the it's middle. one or the other and it's not there's it's not. there's times when you are com like there's a few times like usually at the end of the night i'm like let's have another beer 
and you're like, let's go to bed. There's times when it's complete reverse. I'm like, let's go to bed, and you're and like, I'm like, let's have another. Hey, beer. man, I know we're you're going. Right. You're right, and then vice versa. You're right. It's it's never it's never cut and dry, black and white. But reading these words are very validating because it just reminds me to to understand myself yeah. instead of being self-depreciating and think I should be different. Not only that, but parents, it helps you understand your children better so you don't call them lazy yes. or call them daydreamers yes. or you understand the way they process the environment. So we started with this with our one daughter who yes. doesn't want to be in Battle of the Books. Correct. And you can say, like, she, you could talk about the competition, but there's certain times where she's like, I just want to stay home. Right. And I'm like, screw staying home. Let's go do stuff. And what you're saying is, or what we're saying is, you need to be all right with that because know what your kid does. You know, if she's introverted, it's going to take a lot of her emotional energy to go out there and put herself out there. I mean, as parents, we forget how hard certain simple tasks are. And how being at school for a whole day has depleted her tank. Yeah, she's on empty. And let me be clear again. I really want to reframe introverts and extroverts. Introverts is not something to solve. It's not something to change. And it's not something to feel sorry for. It's something to understand. It's something to understand. Introverts don't want to be like extroverts. I don't want to be doing what Todd's yes, doing. Yes, but what I do is fun, <laughs> I do not. At the same time, there are many things you and I do together that I love completely, and I love opening my world to new ideas, and then I need to sleep and be by myself. Yeah. My Beats. Your headphones? My headphones. I got Beats a year or two ago. Have been one of the really, one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten. We're raffling one of those off at the conference. I know. Because I can, like, put on those earphones and be in in and, the room with you guys lost. and be lost and everyone leaves me alone. Yeah. And I don't mean like, like leave it's, me alone. It's a visual indicator. It is. Mom's not available. And guess what? I'm not always listening to something. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I believe Because you. they're noise canceling too. Yeah. And, and I'm not, and you know, again, the girls still come up and tap me on the shoulder, but there's something about me not being engaged. Yeah but being in your presence because being alone doesn't mean we want everyone to leave us alone. Sometimes it's, I want you, I want to know you're in the next room, but I want my own space. Whenever our girls come home and have something very fun and exciting to share, do you know what they say to me every time they walk in? What? Where's mom? (laughs) And I'm like, well, she's upstairs, but I'm right here. You can share this. We were just in the car for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, No, like they'll come home. Like I'm in the kitchen, like oh, whatever, a friend will drop so them off. So they see you. They see me and they say, where's mom? <laughs> and you know, I could be bitter and mad, but you have set that up. Yeah. And I have not. Not to say my kids don't love me. No. I know they love me. But when something big is happening, whether it's good or bad, uh-huh. where's mom? Yeah. Communication, baby. Yeah. Interested. Curious about their lives. You are too, though. They tell I you stuff. I am. I am. They tell you stuff. You're just better at things. Well, you know what? They have sometimes things that are going on that you don't. They would have to start the story from the beginning to tell you, where they can just walk into. You're um, making me feel good okay, right now. Okay, I'm just. I'm gonna. You stop. don't need to. Okay, I won't. They they would rather tell you stuff than me, sweetie. Let's just stop there. Um. Okay, I will. Well, I am going to say that this and your patience with these kids. I don't know what happened. I had it written down. I lost it, but something happened. I'm like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Bam. Like, let's end this conversation so I can go be productive somewhere. And you are always like, 
Why are you doing this? What, why are you feeling this way? Help me understand how you decided that. Can't you understand from your sister's perspective, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, stop it. <laughs> it's true. You're really good. These girls oh, owe a lot to me, but they owe, they owe a lot more to you. Oh, that's nice, honey. Thank you for saying that. And maybe I'm trying to make up because on Tuesday's show, I said something not so nice to you. <laughs> what did I do last Tuesday? You're trying to put... Um, more deposits in the bank account. Yes. You. T- I was telling a story on Tuesday about something that I did, and you said, I don't really think the listeners care to know this. Oh, it was about lunch, like you making lunch or something, <laughs> about what you do during lunch. Because you're always trying to move on to the next thing. You have all these papers in your I'm life. an extrovert. I know, but maybe you're just you. I am me. And maybe I'm just me. I'm going to be me, sweetie. You be you. Let's stop labeling. And let our kids be them. Wasn't it Kierkegaard (laughs) who said, what he did say, label me. He said, label me or what did he say? Something about negate me. You label me, you negate me. You label me, you negate me. And I think that even though I love to talk about introversion and extroversion and all these different, you know, these things that make us different, the true belief system that I have is that we're so connected and all the same and if we can understand that then these differences we have won't offend us so right, much right i know what you're looking for wayne's world yes i can't find it no what, really yeah what does he say was it blank or blank that says blank he's talking to what about um, when we were playing the game with chris and Manisha last week <laughs> oh it's that it's that head where you put your phone on your forehead yeah. and you try to guess things yeah we were kicking your butt and the thing on uh, my it's teammates. like a trivia game. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like not um. What's that game show where you have win, to win, lose, or draw? No, it's like pyramid. Uh oh yeah, twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Because they they talk to you and they'll say yeah, okay right. And Manisha had it up on her forehead uh-huh. and it was the scarlet, the scarlet letter, letter. And I needed to come up with <laughs> clues to help her say the scarlet letter because she couldn't see it because it was on her forehead. Right. And Todd and said the blank blank. blank. <laughs> <laughs> and she couldn't get it and she, from those clues. I, I can't imagine how she didn't get the scarlet letter from the blank the blank. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was after a few Red Bull vodkas. Yes. Yes. That was the problem. Yeah. Um, All right. But yes. So I thought today's show was fun. I don't know what the heck we talked about. I don't either. We talked about introversion and extroversion. We also talked about grow or die. So starting Monday, we're going to have uh, on our social media, um, starting Monday, quick little interviews with Dr. Shivali Sabari, who is our keynote speaker for the conference. So make sure you tune into that. And then we're also doing the iTunes review giveaway. So if you give us a review on iTunes and then you email me that same review to comments at zenparentingradio.com, you'll be entered in a drawing to win one registration for Saturday only because Friday is pretty much sold out or it's really close. Yeah. Well, by the time this airs, it's probably going to be sold out. That's the plan, Stan. Are we going to talk about the other thing? What's the other about thing? About Shafali's oh. new... Yeah, but do we know what we're saying? Yeah, right? Well, we. And the reason I'm saying this now at the end is because you can cut this out. If you are registered for Friday night, okay, so you have an opportunity because Shafali is awesome and she's our friend and she's like, how about we do a breakout? Because Kathy and I are on from seven to nine with everybody who shows up. Starting at nine o'clock, Shafali is going to go up there and we're going to talk about... Well, I, we have to back up a little bit. Beep, 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 because it's not that simple. 
this is what's happening. So Shefali is offering this breakout session on Saturday that sold out in 2015 because yep. only 75 people got in. And so I've had a lot of people email me and say, I know I'm going to see Shefali's keynote on Saturday, but I wanted to spend more time with her. That's the reason I'm coming, all these things. So because Shefali is an awesome person and a good friend, she said, why don't I fly in early and I will do an extra breakout on Friday night after you and Todd talk. So it's going to be, you have to pay for it. Yeah, it's 50 bucks. And so it's not, because the way you were saying it, it sounded like she no. was just going to go up there. Right. Basically what's going to happen is Friday night, like on the schedule, 7 to 9, Todd and I are doing our um, What Matters discussions and parenting discussion. And then if you pre-register to listen to Shefali, you just stay yeah. and listen to her for an hour and, and ask questions. And if you want to get out of there at 9 o'clock, then, then you, you don't pay anything you don't and you to. go home. Exactly. So it's an option, but listen to what the topic is. Yeah. Everything you want to know about discipline. Right. Who doesn't want that? That's right. Shivali's like, let's do everything we want to know about discipline. And I was like, that is awesome. So just to reiterate, if you have a ticket for Friday and Saturday night, you're all good. If you are coming Friday and you would like to see Shefali for an extra hour for an extra hour after we talk, then you're gonna go to zenparentingradio.com or zengetsreal.com. Zen Click on register now. Yep. Now but the only people who are available to sign up for this are people who already have registration for Friday Good night. point, Todd. If you are just going Saturday, this you doesn't apply do to you. It. You have to have a full conference ticket. Correct. And as we were just saying, there's a possibility that's sold out. Yes. Go and check because we won't know. This is airing in a few days. Yeah. But um, this is just one of these opportunities that if you are like, I really, because Shivali has the conscious parent, obviously, and she's going to talk about that on Saturday and her breakout's going to be about a little bit about that, but it's also going to be about her new book. And then she has another book cut out of control that's about discipline. So that's what she's going to talk about on Friday. So she, she's she got so much yeah, to we, offer. And we want to give as much potential value to the people who are showing up as yes. possible. So that's the deal. So that's another opportunity to be with Dr. Shafali. And then last, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but give us an iTunes. I already talked about the iTunes yep, abuse. you did. So that's the dealio. Everybody. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed this Friday uh, show where we don't interview anybody. Edition. What did you used to call them? Installments. Installments. Did you, was funny. that what you called it? Installments? Yeah. Another installment. Listen to the introvert making fun of the extrovert. <laughs> Not cool in the gang. Such a, like, a heavy word. Installment? Yeah, it just feels like... Bleh. It's a pretty awesome word. Well, okay. I you... sound like Kylo Ren. I heard he's shredded. <laughs> Forget it. All right, guys. Uh, talk to you on Tuesday. Have, have a, a good weekend. Have a good one. Keep trucking. Bye. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the send us a voice message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016. For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website or through Amazon. 
We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in the tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate, you can go to thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.